Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Yes, indeed, and welcome. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. You know us. I'm Les. He's Fred. And we are here each and every week. There he is waving. You should see the pile of material in his other hand. (laughs) Because Can't show that. It may be summer, but this is a big, big week in the auto world. And uh, it's just... We got a lot to get through, so let's just do it. Yeah, well, we're going to ask a question. Who builds the fastest production car? The answer might surprise you. (laughs) And guess what, Les? It has 1,200 horsepower. That's uh, that's substantial. You can can buy it. (laughs) It's not cheap, but you can buy it. It is not cheap. Uh, And we have pricing for the Kia Sportage EV plug-in. And Hyundai's Santa Cruz, and it's not bad. Yeah, not bad. We we always like to bring you pricing, keep you up to date on that. And BMW gets set for some hydrogen horsepower. They're not all in on the EVs. Hydrogen might be a way uh, to power up the fleet in the future. It's, hey, there's no silver bullet. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and it's been a huge week for Mopar fans. Uh, in fact, we'll both cover this, including the reveal of the Hornet CUV lineup and the return of the Durango Hellcat. That's just two of them. And you have more. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Of course, <laughs> they revealed the Hornet, which is uh, got a lot of uh, a lot of great technology in it. It is a small CUV with a lot of Dodge attitude. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. And of course, they revealed the Challenger. I'm sorry, the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT concept that features the Fratzonic chambered exhaust. This thing. <clears throat> makes an electric car sound well i'll get the yep. mopar fans mad at me but sort of like a hemi <laughs> Fret, fretzonic now there's a word well yeah it's the fratzog which is that little triangle shaped um, logo right. that That's they brought the back yeah so uh you couple that with the hornet you couple that with uh, a lot of the other uh reveals they revealed a way they're going to make it a lot easier to get a challenger convertible that will be uh done uh off-site but uh, they're really teaming up with a company to do that and of course it is the last call 2023 will be the last year for the gas-powered chargers and challengers the last year for the hemi in those cars and it's got a lot of people talking uh, then it switches over to electric power. So we'll talk about that. And who better 
to be by than Bob Broderdorf, who's director of the Dodge brand uh, for operations in North America. So he's going to join us to clear us all up on that when we come back on Cruise Control. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, we will be right back. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Hey, we uh, we just have to get kicking here because uh, <laughs> get, there's get just kicking. so much. Yeah, you're right. So let's talk about the fastest production car. What do you think, Fred? Yeah, sure. What do you think it is, uh, Les? Oh, I think it's a Corvair Monza. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's an interesting pick. You might say, well, maybe it wouldn't the, be the new Z06, the. Well, I, I don't know. I, Bugatti Chiron. Well, you'd be wrong because <laughs> it is the tri-motor Lucid Air oh, Sapphire. Yes. This is their answer to the Tesla Plaid. Zero to 60 in less than two seconds. This is like dragster te- territory, you know? Zero well, to 100 is, in under four seconds. This is f- close to four Gs. Um, sub so nine second quarter out. mile. Sub nine second quarter mile. Now, if you ever drag race it, you better call up your welder and get a, a cage put in it because NHRA mm-hmm. will not allow you not to have a cage in it if you're going that fast. Uh, price two hundred and forty nine thousand before options and accessories that's cheap if you want the mud flaps it's going to cost you more and it will shave and and the floor mats floor floor mats and the cloth (laughs) protection i was just thinking scotch guard for the the scotch guard and some stick on stripes you know that the dealer will by the way i i was introduced to lucid way early in the year and i sat in one and uh, boy, what a terrific piece of machinery. Oh, yeah. 400 miles on a single charge, which yeah. is incredible. Um, this is this is amazing. This is amazing. It, it was fun to read on the Internet. The uh, Tesla uh, fanboys and girls were all like, oh, this won't do it. This They can't do it. They can't go faster. Elon will not allow that. And it's like, well, people, yeah. everyone ups the game you know so uh we don't believe it all right well i'm sure they'll run it at the nurburgring i'm sure they'll send it down the drag strip right well they will um and again it's hard to get a lucid because gosh supply problems yeah so it uh it it is quite the vehicle though and uh seriously that is like what I did when I went to the drag racing school, you know, they, you did the quarter mile in eight seconds and you did zero to, uh, uh, 100 in a couple of seconds. And I mean, it's, but now this is a street car. You can put plates on it. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Isn't it? Well, you know, you can jump on an aircraft carrier and get <laughs> launched off the catapult. That's zero to 140 in two seconds. Yeah. But you can't put license plates on a F-18. Well, they don't have a bracket for that's, it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and and I trust me, a lucid will not fly. <laughs> Although you've been known to fly vehicles. 
I have been known to short time. <laughs> You've been in one of them. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to see about <laughs> well, that. But don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll check that out. But uh, just interesting to know that this vehicle is out there and, and, you know, you can, you can uh, actually buy it. Now, there's another vehicle that's out there that's a little less expensive. Uh, and we should tell you mm-hmm. about that. That is the plug-in hybrid Kia Sportage plug-in hybrid starts at 38,400, which is not a bad number these days. That is for an all-wheel drive vehicle, the X line, which is sort of their rugged line, which is 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 right. a good good look. Um they have 261 horsepower turbo hybrid powertrain with plug-in capability up to 84 miles per gallon E targeted and 34 miles of all electric range. Of course, plug-in um, hybrid means you get that 34 miles of range. When that gets depleted, it becomes a regular hybrid. I still say, Les Jackson, these are the best vehicles out there if you want to dip your toe into yep. dip your finger into the socket of the electric world um because you don't even need they said with a level two charger you can charge this up in two hours i don't even think i'd bother for for that battery i think i just plug it in the wall and and charge it overnight what do you think yeah if if you can do it overnight sure um so uh the uh, Sportage X-Line all-wheel drive model, 38490 The plug-in hybrid X-Line Prestige or all-wheel drive model, 42990 uh, Coming well-equipped, 12.3-inch infotainment system, and a whole lot more. So uh, good news from the folks over at Kia. When we come back, we're going to tell you about BMW and their plans for hydrogen power. So stay tuned. And then after that, boy, we've got a load of Mopar information. Bob Broderdorf, who is the director of Dodge Brand Operations for North America, will join us to sort it all out. Lot to talk about. Stay tuned to Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We're glad you're along for the ride. Don't forget, plenty of great videos over at our YouTube page, Cruise Control YouTube page, and and a whole lot more. So we appreciate you being along for the ride with us. Uh, This segment, we're going to talk a little bit about BMW mass-producing hydrogen power SUVs. When? What, 10 years in the future? No, no. By 2025. 2025, Les Jackson. It's a little less than two and a half years. Less because it is, uh, you know, less than, uh, I probably am a year and a half model-wise away, right? We're already already talking about 2023s. Yeah, about 800 days. Yeah. So (laughs) this is going to be part of their new class platform. And uh, they are looking at storing hydrogen under the floor of, of these vehicles. Um, and uh, they have some technology to keep them safe in, in the event of a crash uh, where they would not rupture the tanks. Uh, they're, uh, so typically, they would be mounted in a T-shape in the transmission tunnel. 
But this is a, a different arrangement where tanks are arranged parallel to one another beneath the floor pan of the vehicle. And each tank is mounted on a floating bearing that allows the mm-hmm. tanks to shift independently in case of an impact. Well, bear in mind that that you know the ASTM standards on on gas compressed gas tanks have been around for decades and decades and they're quite you know they can take enormous uh impact forces so this is not a dangerous thing yeah they're they're talking uh, about building it uh, on a IBMW X5 hydrogen powered vehicle um so interesting technology, the ability to refuel it in three to four minutes. Just like gas. Pretty much just like gas, yeah. So uh, so there you have it. There you have it. Inter- interesting uh, technology. And they, they're also talking about a hydrogen-powered Corolla Cross uh, to come on online as well. I don't know if we have a, a date for that <clears throat> for Toyota. Boy, um, this thing would be very clean running. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. It is. I, you know, I... I like all the ideas. Yeah, a lot of a lot of ideas out there. Uh, do you like Range Rovers? Because we can talk about a Range Rover <laughs> Carmel edition, which is uh, makes its debut or made its debut at the Range Rover house out in California, uh, and it is a long wheelbase uh, vehicle with luxury appointments. The SV Signature Suite. Um, and it is just a gorgeous machine. Uh, they it will, is an expensive machine. Uh, they will be donating Range Rover a portion of the proceeds for uh, each vehicle to uh, sold to the Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary. Um, and just a gorgeous vehicle. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it. <laughs> well, the retail price is 345000 which uh, keeps it pretty pricey. A wee bit, but uh, it does it does have five hundred and twenty three horsepower. So there you go, there you go. Now something for something a little bit uh, less expensive, we can talk about the pricing of the twenty twenty three Nissan Murano. Pricing starts at thirty three thousand six sixty. Have not heard a lot about this model, but it is a kind of a mid cycle refresh for this. They've got four grades: S, SV, SL, and Platinum. Each available with 260 horsepower with a V6, 3.5 liter V6, which is a large engine these days. That's pretty big. And the prices range from a uh, S Murano S front wheel drive, 33,660, all the way up to the Murano Platinum all wheel drive, 46,910. Um, and and it's like I said, this is just a mid-cycle uh, refresh new Nissan logos inside and out super black and deep ocean blue pearl colors were added. Um, but there you have it. Uh, sometimes you forget about these vehicles. This is well, one we don't talk do. about a lot, right? Well, that's right. And really the, the lower end Murano's are pretty decent price. Hmm. 
Let's talk about what Acura was doing over um, across the way in uh, California. As we say, this is our dual week where we have the Woodward Dream Cruise and, of course, That's right. Dodge Speed Week. Uh, by the way, coming up, we have Bob Broderdorf, who's director of Dodge Brand Operations North America. Uh, we could probably talk to him for about five hours about <laughs> what they revealed this week. But yeah. let, let's talk about this Acura Precision EV concept that uh, debuted in Monterey. And uh, this sort of uh, kind of reminds me of a vehicle I drove last week, the Volkswagen ID4. Uh, but it is their uh, electrified uh, SUV or CUV. And it kind of shows where they want to go with this. Um, it has the yoke steering wheel. <laughs> I'm not a fan uh, of the yoke steering wheel. I, I think I think these yoke steering wheels are going to go the way of... Uh of uh, old VCRs. You know? <laughs> you're not think, a fan. Of, you're not a fan of the yoke. I just think people are going to say, no, nah, I don't think so. Well, uh, you look at the design language of this precision EV concept. It certainly looks buildable other than the uh, kind of way out there interior. It has the light show, which apparently you really need on an electric vehicle. You got to have, that's part of it now. Although I do, I do like a grill on an electric vehicle uh, because of, without a grill, it looks like somebody just f forgot to put it on at the factory. <laughs> it looks like a Tesla. Which, <laughs> it looks like a Tesla, yeah. So, um, which looks unfinished. Looking at this vehicle, if you took away some of the uh, things like the interior and, you know, it's pretty buildable. It's pretty buildable. It's yeah. The Acura the way, Precision EV concept. Very stylish for an Acura. I, I think it's, yeah, pretty stylish. Yeah, I think it's nice. And it's good to see Two-Tone has really made a, a comeback. and uh, All for it. All for it. I like, I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, hey, when we come back, we've got so much to talk about, uh, including the new Dodge Hornet. Uh, you got three different uh, trim grades of that. Uh, we're going to go through them. They're really sporty, small CUVs. They're, they've got great horsepower uh, options. They've got um, a plug-in hybrid version, the RT Hornet. Uh, it's also the last call for uh, gas-powered chargers and challengers. Um, and now you uh, Dodge is going to be able to help you get a convertible uh, Challenger, which is good. The uh, drop top. Yep, the drop top. And then uh, we're going to look at the future of Dodge Muscle uh, with the Charger Daytona SRT concept with that crazy Fratzonic chambered exhaust. Bob Broderdorf, who is director of Dodge Brand Operation North America, is going to join us right after the break, and he is going to explain how that works because – it really gives voice to electric vehicles. And if you know anything about the Dodge brand lately, it is all about making uh, your presence you, known. You know they're coming. You know they're coming. And uh, so that's important for that uh, for that brand, certainly, to make its presence known. We'll, we'll talk all about that. And also, uh, there's the return of the Hellcat Durango. It's like, I guess they didn't do much. Bob probably is like, I don't have much to talk about, you know. Yeah. Uh, but when he comes on, you'll have plenty to talk about. And of course, it was Speed Week, too. They had the 
there was uh, racing, legal street racing. And this year, I think the challenge was to have a six-speed car. And they had everything from Vipers to a very cool-looking um, drag uh, race setup uh, Barracuda. So it's pretty. My, uh, my Mazda is a six-speed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I said, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. sounds good. We will be right back. Stay tuned to Cruise Control, and we will talk Mopar next. We are live. Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. This segment, we should just say less, hashtag Mopar. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you don't know about Mopar, then you better sit down and pay attention. Yeah, and we wanted to get all the information. It was so much, so many reveals this week. So much celebration of the Dodge brand. We thought Bob Broderdorf should join us, who's director of the Dodge brand operations for North America. Bob, welcome back to Cruise Control. Um, I'm surprised you're still standing after this week because it was nonstop information, nonstop reveals. Uh, I mean, where do we start? Yeah, first, thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate it. But uh yeah, I tell you, the uh, the team's home resting right now, other than uh, they have set up uh, Dream Cruise. So all the products that uh, we unveiled this past week will be at Dream Cruise today. And then, uh, yeah, we got uh, really a great week. So uh, I think the thing got kicked off really with uh, Roadkill Nights, where we had over 40,000 plus attended yet again. Perfect weather. Wow. And all of our automotive personalities were racing on a really live drag racing on Woodward Avenue. So that was a great <laughs> way to get it started. And uh, looking back at the week, we're pretty proud. Yeah, that the challenge this year was a six-speed. They have a have a, a six-speed, right? Yeah, we gave them a, a Hellcat motor from Direct Connection as well as a curveball, which they were all expecting automatics. And we thought we'd uh, even the playing field a bit and really make a uh, the the driver experience uh, even more a part of the equation. So they uh, they definitely let us know that uh, they weren't expecting that. So, but yeah, the uh, challenge was phenomenal. And uh, I think we got uh, just had another great day of racing. Was everyone able to do a burnout with a six speed? Because that can be if you haven't done that before, you have to figure that yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, we, we, we one of the things is like uh, how many how many young people can't drive a manual? They definitely throw <laughs> about, a curveball. Ninety eight percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually it's funny. That's actually one of the requirements on our team. So if we get one of these young guys in here, it's like, nope, you're going outside. You got to drive a manual. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. It's good. I to could just it. see it. Wait, wait a minute. I have to push this pedal down. And when I'm ready, <laughs> I, I let it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's oh, talk yeah. let's talk about some of the products you showed off. First off, big news, of course, 2023 is the last year for gas power chargers and challengers. And that that was big news. I don't think it was a surprise for anyone. Maybe the surprise was you have some versions you call the last call, right? Yeah, here. So I, I think we've been pretty clear the 23 model year was the last year. But I think when we got in front of everybody and we said December of 23 <laughs> is the last Hemi. Yeah, that's it. it. All of a sudden, like, we're not kidding. We're serious. This is where we're at with this. So uh, obviously it's a big deal. 
a lot of the enthusiasts, uh, if you ever had your, you know, your dream muscle car that you wanted, that was certainly something that uh, they paid attention to. So part of the whole strategy is we want to be as transparent as humanly possible. So we are going to feature the allocations of where these cars are going. Now that's something most OEMs never do to actually show you, hey, here's where each individual powertrain trim are going by dealer to give our enthusiasts choices on where they can find these products. So that was really the first step. Then the second step is now, in, I mean, look, this is our last run with these engines. We love these engines, the team loves these cars. So we really threw down every idea that we had that we thought was appropriate. And that's what you're gonna see with the seven buzz models that are going to start being featured here, just right around the corner, marching us all the way up to SEMA. Wow. And every one of those buzz models will feature uh, really exclusive limited number builds, but all of them have a story behind them from our history and sort of a modern interpretation that any car enthusiast that knows muscle cars, you will quickly remember. You're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. You guys brought that back. Now, now oh, go ahead, Les. Uh, it was, uh, when do you actually stop building or have you stopped? December 31st is oh, the last so day. So you can order... You can order through, I mean, obviously if I well, order so, something. So, what, so here's, the, here's the question. Here's what everybody wants to know of how fast will we sell you or how fast will we sell out? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so in October, we'll show you, here's exactly how many we think we can build. Oh, we, and we'll okay. kind of give you a, a number that we're like, hey, here's how many we know we can do with, and, and quite frankly, we'll end up having to leave ourselves a little bit of a buffer given the, you know, chip shortages, parts issues, all of right. the drama. So it's, hey, here's our plan. Assuming the world doesn't get crazy and we don't get an alien invasion next, like something normal. Here's what happens. Here's how many I can make. And here's what here's what store is getting which trim. So you know, hey, I got a guy in my local area. He's going to get a scat pack wide body and I can order it in Plum Crazy, whatever, right. whatever you want. Right. Um, so in October, like, All's fair in love and war, game on. If you want one, I would call your dealer very, very quickly. Yes. And when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. And then then you get the hate mail. <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> yeah, the uh the the evolution to uh, I'll call it the new rules has begun. So that's uh that's kind of what we're looking like. And then right. while as we go, there will be seven buzz models that also kind of evoke our history that we will also drop. And the goal is to show you all those buzz models and all the trims and where all the cars are going before ordering opens in October. All right. So that way you're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm up against and I'm competing against all the other enthusiasts that want one of the last Hellcats or Red Eyes or Scat Packs, whatever it might be. Wow. Okay. So fair enough. More new products or return of one product. And uh, once again, this is a Hellcat Durango. And this is returning for, I guess, one year and one year only, right? Yeah, so we had, and really this was sort of a, you know, while we were all sitting at home and had opportunities, the last Durango from, I'll call it, you know, two years ago when we had uh, a version of the Hellcats, that product did not meet all of the newer emissions changes that needed to be done. So the team at the time, um, you know, that was the run and we made that run. It was great. And we've upgraded really the, the fuel system to meet a number of the new emission standards that are required for 23 model year. So significant investment was made to do it. And we were able to get to equivalent performance numbers of the prior. So from, uh, I'll call it driving experience. Yes, they, uh, you know, bringing Hellcat is back in the Durango. 
uh, from an upgrade perspective, that was something that we had to really figure out on how to, to achieve that. Wow. So uh, product certainly updated to meet newer emission standards and we were able to get the same performance out of it. So uh, pleased to have the Durango Hellcat back as an available opportunity. And quite frankly, we had so many sold orders last time, we weren't able to meet all of the demand. So it was good to, you know, give our enthusiasts one more, one more crack at it. And that, and that once again, yeah. just to be clear, goes out. Uh, this is the last year for that too, because it's got the Hemi and, and basically the Hemi engine goes away, right? Uh, yeah, right now we know we can do it for 23. You know, obviously we, we take one model a year at a time, so we'll okay. see what, uh, what it all lays out. But right now, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have 23 available and we'll see where it leads to in the future. But yeah, as you, as you stated, the number of Hemis that are available is dwindling by the day. Like it's just our reality. Gotcha. The, in other words, the ones that are built are the ones that are built. Correct. Okay. Mm. Well, well, let's move on. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes in this first part of your interview, and we're talking with Bob Broderdorf, Director of Dodge Brand Operations North America. Uh, brand new model uh, with a name from the past, um, but it's got a Dodge attitude. This is the Dodge Hornet. This is a, a CUV, but it's, it, you know, it's as as I think the reveal said, you know, Dodge wouldn't just play in the typical CUV compact CUV uh, world with a typical product that was just the same as everyone else's. This one is going to be the most powerful CUV, isn't it? Yeah, the, uh, obviously, uh, you know, we like our claims. We know, we know our positioning, but finding a value equation that is the fastest, quickest, most powerful UV under 30 grand, that's pretty compelling. So a 265 horsepower UV with an absolutely phenomenal uh, suspension and really trying to create that visceral experience and attitude that Dodge is known for. So sort of our approach to the segment, and we know how this segment gets bought today, and all of the most, uh, I'll call it, important purchase reasons for the segment are the exact reasons that are the complete opposite of a Dodge. So we wanted to take that Dodge playbook, apply it to this segment, and thus we have the Hornet. And it starts out with the GT, 265 horsepower, which is, believe it or not, the base model. And then what's interesting is the right. RT is a plug-in hybrid, which I think that's uh, maybe a first for these smaller CUVs even to have a plug-in hybrid, 285 on horsepower and 30 miles of all-electric range. So kind of have your cake and eat it too, uh, Bob. You know, you've gotten stepped-up performance and, and great economy as well. Yeah, and I think this product starts to give a hint of the direction of how we're approaching electrification. The, the Yes, you get 20 more horsepower, but the real story is the torque. When you start putting down torque that starts to rival a V8 engine, you're going to have a pretty impressive experience overall. Yeah. When you get to 383 pound-feet of torque and how fast this RT PHEV really is, uh, I think you'll be impressed. And then also that elect, uh, I'll call it electronic system allowed us to add in a pretty unique feature that we call power shot, which gives you an instantaneous incremental 25 horsepower, which will shave a full second off your zero to 60 time. Wow. So this is a fun way that we can give, I'll call it a performance experience within electrification. And that's how we're going to approach it. It's it's like an electric bottle of nitrous. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got more to talk about with Bob. And uh, there's a, one other uh, version of the Hornet. And then we're going to get to their plans for big performance. When we come back on Cruise Control, I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back more with Bob 
and Mopar and what's going on, the future of performance. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. The other guy you're about to hear is Les Jackson, and we are having a great That's conversation amazing. with Bob Broderdorf, Director of Dodge Brand Operations for North America. We're talking about the Hornet. We're talking about everything that happened over the last uh, last week, and uh, Bob has been very busy. Uh, one more version of the Hornet, and that brings back a name from the past or a model from the past, GLH. And this is going to be the top of the range when it comes to the Hornet, isn't it? Yeah, this is a, a product that we thought was just a perfect offering off of this compact UV. And we talked about G, GT and RT earlier, which that'll hold down the uh, sales volume for it. That'll definitely give the, the baseline. But the GLH concept is really an opportunity for us to just push the bar even higher as Dodge typically would. So when it comes to performance and leveraging direct connection, this particular trim is going to be an opportunity for us to really push the boundaries as far as performance of the car and really give a power to weight ratio that I think that, that will be fitting of the goes like hell moniker. And the, and we don't have numbers on this yet, right, Bob? This is uh, horsepower numbers. This is to be determined, I guess, I think. Yeah, we're in the simplest look. We know everybody wants to know the numbers and we're known for numbers. So it's it's before it's time to give you the numbers. We need to finish getting every last bit of horsepower out of it. We can. So as soon as we have those, we'll definitely get that out there. But no, we haven't officially stated what they're going to be. But I can assure you it will be appropriate uh, of the name. Now, just jumping back to the uh, outgoing model of the uh, Challenger, the uh you're going to offer a way to get a convertible. It's you're sort of teaming up with an outside company to do this. Uh, I think the original car, vintage car back, it was just for two years, 1970, 1971, had a convertible, very hard to come by. Um, kind of neat to give this option on the last year of production of this vehicle. Yeah, so Drop Top Customs was a company that just does an outstanding job with these convertible tops. And in the, I'll call it in the, the presence and celebration of celebrating the era and the history of these cars with all the buzz models that are around the corner, this was another one that we thought was fitting to do. And we'd heard from our customers, can we make it even easier to work with companies like this to, to get the car physically there? And now we offer the opportunity, if you order one, we will ship it directly to Drop Top Customs for you, leveraging that and, and make the process far more seamless as well as having the, the setup with the dealer, the, the full registration, the communication, the processing of the funding, all through drop top, straight through the dealer. And, and this will just make a lot of our, I'll call it the enthusiasts and the fans of the convertibles lives much easier to physically order and get what you want. Wow. Okay. It's a great idea. I mean, it, it first of all, it's great looking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having an outside company, which clearly has the expertise to do this, um, it's just, it's, I'm amazed that, um, that somebody didn't think of this years ago. Maybe they did, but, but, you know, you know you I, just... I, I, it is to your point. It was obvious, right? Like this was an easy path. We, it's not like we've never yeah. been asked, but I, I applaud the team for having the courage to find a way. And, yeah. and I think that's really, if you look at, I don't call it the last, 
don't know, seven, eight, nine years, right? The, the team of people, it's the same group of people. It really is. It's just they have the blood, sweat, and tears. We'll go after some project like this and to figure it out. So, you know, Chris, Chris Winsick, the senior manager of product that did this one. And uh, I just think they did a great job figuring it out. Yeah. Well, we're talking with Bob uh, Broderdorf, director of Dodge Brand Operations North America. Now let's get to, <laughs> to this. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, to the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT concept. This really shows where it's going. We know where it's been. Now we know where it's going. A lot of technology here it brings back the Fratzog, right? The uh, tell us a little bit about how did you decide to bring back that that logo, that shape? Uh, well, it, yeah, yeah. So in the, in, in the was it sixty six to seventy one or seventy two? You, right. you guys might know, but yeah. So that, that is something a logo that we had before. And it was known for those performance attributes of the product, but we had one of our designers, you know, we love our history. We love our nostalgia. We love, you know, our super bees and scat packs and all of those things. So when somebody, they had taken the logo and they had basically illuminated it and made it sort of that three dimensional. And when you really look at it on, on the car, like you see there in the image, it, I mean, it really feels sophisticated yet familiar with yep. the history. So we just kind of fell in love with it. We felt it was appropriate. And now every time we do, I'll call it any advanced electrified system like this product you see here, we're going to use the frat saw. So that will become iconic with the transition to electrification. Well, you look at this concept. First, it's back to a two-door. And yep. and it is, uh, uh, I guess, a two-plus-two type setting. It has sort of a hatch on the back, uh, which gives you pretty good utility. But... I got to talk about the exhaust, the Fretzonic chambered <laughs> exhaust. Let's face it, electric cars have great performance, but in the past, they haven't sounded like much, you know. Uh, and any any car guy or gal knows it's all about the sound. It's like it would be like going to uh, you know a rock concert and like, oh, we don't have any guitar today so we're just gonna have drums and bass you know you'd be disappointed <laughs> so you guys have done something about it and it uses a lot of unique technology and maybe you can talk a little bit about that fretzonic chambered exhaust yeah as i mean you said it perfectly it was very easy for our team to identify why don't we like the move to electrification what is it that you lose in a muscle car so it took about a, really 10 minutes to make a list about what is it that we want to do? What don't we like? Okay, that's the mission. That's what we have to overcome. And one of the top ones at the list is the sound. Right. So we spent a ton of time. We've been working on this for quite a while on how to create really a sound and a movement of air. And I'm not talking about just piping in speakers. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the movement of air through a chamber, much like a church organ, how you got the big pipes in church yep. that really drive a sound. And that's what we've created where, yeah, is there a traditional exhaust from an engine moving to the pipes? No, but are there legitimately pipes that are moving air through the product out the back to create a very visceral experience that's tied directly to the inputs of the driver? Wow. And, and when you saw the reveal, what was really important to us, the reason why we wanted to drive through the crowd, legitimately around through the crowd, the, the sound is not piped in through speakers like in the building. Right. The sound comes from the car and you're going to feel it all the way around you. You're going to feel it in the cockpit of the car. You're going to feel it on the outside. And as the car passes, you will feel that sound wave move through you oh. just like a car today. 
And that was the reason for the reveal that way. And I don't know if it always uh, transpires on the live stream. Like it's so hard to get the live stream experience, but for the people standing there, they were like, you guys aren't kidding. Like the car legitimately makes this sound. Yeah. Yes, it does. This is, and we're not playing games. Like you guys will call us out in two seconds. <laughs> you know, sound really. we know that. So, yeah, so that was important. Um, you know, we have a number of patents on this car of things that we've developed and, and everyone's trying to make it quieter and we don't want to. A Hellcat makes 126 decibels of sound. We wanted to match it and we did. So that will become, mm. I, I would assume, an, an iconic signature of our products going forward. Now, also, there's the Erupt multi-speed transmission with electromechanical shifting experience um, and a kind of a new take on the pistol grip shifter as well, right? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the Erupt transmission system, I think, is going to be, it will really continue to add to the visceral experience. That moment where you feel those, uh, we, we kind of compare it to a roller coaster. You feel those shifts. Like there's the roller coaster just goes up and it goes down. Okay, great but it's the twists, it's the turns, it's the drops, it's that shift that makes it special and truly exciting. And, and will it make the car faster? No. Will it make the experience far superior as far as visceral? Absolutely. It, that's what the entire mission was. Counts. So yeah, that's what you want, right? You want to enjoy your drive. You yeah. don't just want to go into a linear path. And yeah. uh, this system will be able to do that. So as we continue to evolve and we show you how it works and how that's technology evolves over the, I'll call it, you know, the next year or so, um, you will be like, wow, I'm definitely enjoying the drive. And that's the mission. So well, that was the, that was the entire idea behind it. Bob, Man. it has gone by way too fast. We're going to see you down the road. Take care. More Cruise Control. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Right. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.